0: You are listening to Re-Addicts Podcast. Shut up. to podcast episode number 10 yay (laughs) today is tear down your beautiful reef because it's leaking anniversary date
1: oh yeah how long ago
0: one year ago today
1: Aww, this is when you started to have your freak out
0: so you're over there trying to promote some other holiday but i'm going to celebrate my holiday my way and you celebrate it your way
1: so this is the day that your tank sprung a leak
0: yes this is the day i tore it down
1: Oh, this so a while everyone's down.
0: outside celebrating with fireworks, I was over here with mop buckets.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, it's n- it's apt that we're, I guess, recording today then.
0: I just felt like we should commemorate this date once every year for the rest of our lives. I don't think that
1: my life is that dull to need to do that, but if you'd like to do that, then go ahead.
0: You are not going to celebrate the loss of the 280-gallon reef? No. Thanks. I'm buddy. good. All right, so the last real podcast we had that you and I did was back in October. And then there was another one released in November. No! What I'm saying is that we released a podcast together back in October. And then another one was released in November. But nothing has been said on the web, podcast-wise, about our tanks ever since. And you know there's so many people that listen to the podcast and don't go to the website. So we have to catch them up.
1: Yes and people let me just tell you something Okay and I'm I'm gonna get this out of my system Because if I'm allowed to throw Mark under the bus Now if this makes this to the final cut I'll be shocked But I do need to tell you that we have heard All of your laments about where the podcast is And all of this and I've gotten your emails And I've gotten your requests in person And everything like that And let me tell you this Mark was just unable to get motivated to do it It's all his fault people it's it's Mark's fault.
0: I wouldn't blame Jesse for this. It's, it all does land on me. So let's just in 60 seconds summarize why the podcast didn't come out. Gremlins. Gremlins and my computer is a good one. But even worse, my son became heavily addicted to drugs and it totally affected my personality and my mood. Because I was dealing with all that garbage that deals with legal stuff and... Rehab stuff and treatment stuff and hospitals and you know just the mental anguish and there was a lot of crap that went on during those months and it all came to a massive um conclusion in february and It was from that point forward I started to heal it just took it just took me time to to heal so in the meantime, during that time period of all that going on, I still had a living room full of garbage, I had all these sumps and containers and livestock everywhere. And it was slowly dying because of my miserable mood and because it was hard to maintain it from... I'll tell you one thing, and this could be a podcast all by itself, but just really quickly... If it's going to take you a long time to set up a tank, then don't try to save your livestock. My point of tearing down the tank to setting up the new one was seven and a half months. And that was too long, and I lost a lot of my SPS corals. Now, if it had been two, maybe three months, I think it's definitely doable... But when you go that long, I think it's a disaster, and you should just go ahead and cut your losses, share your stuff, and move forward when you're ready.
1: Well, that's my question for you. Why didn't you put your stuff in somebody else's tank when you started to notice it down the line?
0: Well, what happened was originally I said, I'm going to set up this new tank. It's going to be amazing. You know, I'll get it. You know, I'll stay ahead of it. It won't be a problem. But there was a lot of traveling that happened during that time period, and there was the point where during the construction phase of the new tank, I got to the point where it, it was more important to me that everything be set up correctly, than to rush it. And when that came down to the, you know, push came to shove, I said, no, there's no reason to rush. If I lose a little bit more coral, so be it. I want the new tank to be rock solid. I don't want to be cutting corners or having regrets later that I didn't finish something.
1: Yeah, but you could have at any point in time just called up a buddy and said, hey, I'm tossing this in your tank. I'll, you know, I'll get it back from you when I'm done. Yeah. That's part of the, part of the benefits that you always talk about having a reef club, and you don't even use it.
0: No, I didn't.
1: You suck. Okay, moving on.
0: A, yes, it is. So uh, <laughs> let's say, I'd say for a couple of months, it seems like the concrete project went on and on and on. And it would have been probably just as expensive to hire someone to pour that concrete and get it done in a day than to DIY that bad stuff from the you know from the ground up the way I did it. I uh, brought in a whole bunch of concrete uh, in a pickup truck. It was actually two trips because it was so much concrete and rented a giant mixer and built the forms and my son and i mixed the concrete and filled the form and laid it out and installed a french drain and let it cure and then i built some walls on top of that for the new room that's even bigger than before and then that's when i discovered that the floor was the wrong slope and i had to buy more concrete to put on top to get the right slope to get it to pour toward the drain and that just was like two months (laughs) it just was very slow so are you being an advocate for actually paying somebody to do some certain things? Well, you know at the time of the concrete work, I was I didn't think it was that much money, and it was after the fact, after I'd paid for everything, the concrete, the patch stuff to make the right slope and to get it nice and smooth, and the rental of the mixer. I have a feeling I probably would have paid about the same amount of money to one person that could have just done it professionally. I don't think I saved money on that one. I think I lost a lot of time and lost some corals because of it because in that case it would have been better to have someone else do it.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting concept. You got to, you know, you've got to consider DIY may not be the smartest thing.
0: Yeah, sometimes you have to consider how it affects your, you know, what's your time worth too. Very much so, you know. So the, the concrete was completed and I finally got it sloped the way I wanted it. I put the steel stand in place with some help from some club members. We put the tank on top of the stand. Um, That took uh, eight or ten of us. And then it was cocooned behind some pink foam for a little while while I did some more work in the fish room itself, which was to finish out the walls, get all the sheetrock completed, get the sub panel installed for the separate circuits just for the fish room, and uh, get the insulation taken care of above the fish room and insulate the walls. And it just there was a lot going on. I couldn't even finish the room until the tank was in place because of its size. The tank is a 400-gallon tank that's uh, 84 inches long by 36 inches wide by 30 inches tall. Made by Marineland. Thank you, Marineland. And it's it's a beautiful tank. It just was tucked away during the construction phase. And then as soon as I could complete my new sump and get that built, it fit inside the stand, inside a rubber pond liner-type material. It's actually shower pan liner. So that way the if the sump were to get a small leak of some kind or water just drips down the side, it would go into the pond liner and then pour out across the concrete floor and into the French drain. And
1: yeah, that's one thing I've always been impressed. You definitely take every every possible bad thing that could happen into consideration.
0: I uh, was talking to my mom about this, and she said, you know, you're always dealing with insurance. You're always dealing with you know preparedness. You're always trying to anticipate the worst instead of just going forward and then worrying about that later and i told her i said well you know i grew up a boy scout and the motto is be prepared (laughs) and since we're talking about living animals here it does pay off to think ahead and to think what could go wrong to a point i agree yeah now the new room has lots of wonderful perks including a new and improved ceiling (laughs) The old ceiling was really falling apart, and it turns out some of the rafters were coming down inside my home and I had to get a 20 ton jack to jack the roof line back up where it belonged, and then lug, uh, lag bolted all together to get the ceiling flat on the underside where sheetrock could fit on it because there was a section that was an inch lower than the rest wow and an inch? then yeah, and once I finally got that jacked up, which was kind of crazy, then it lifted the the uh, joists or should I say the trusses, right off my new walls. And now my new walls were hang- were hanging down three-quarters of an inch or an inch away from the new ceiling. So I had to put shims in there to make everything all hold itself snugly again. It was very annoying because the walls were already built and I didn't want to build them again. Yeah. And then, of course, I had to build stuff for my customers. I had to build sumps and frag tanks and photo boxes and things like that. And I had no room in my garage because of the pallet of sand and salt that had arrived. So I had all the sand brought inside to the fish room and I filled the tank up with sand. And then I brought in all the salt and brought that in to have room to work with the table saws and everything in the garage to get my projects built. Well, I had no idea that sand would be such a nightmare. (laughs) I was just happy to get sand in the tank. I felt like I was making a tiny bit of progress and it would be ready for the live rock to go in and add salt water and boom, you've got a reef. But instead, what happened was When we decided to aquascape, and when I say we, it was myself, and then Ryan came over and Wes came over, and we actually stacked live rock up on the floor in front of the tank on a sheet of pink foam, and wanted to kind of get the structure and design it and then glue it together with concrete, so that way when you put it in the tank, it would never shift. Well, that sounded great in theory, but my big concern is I never take live rock out of water for more than a few seconds, maybe a minute. I usually keep it submerged so nothing dies.
1: You know, and I, don't, I don't think that theory is all that important, actually. To, like, I, I differ with you there. I've taken live rock out of,
0: out of the you know, tank and it's still alive. Even sponges, they didn't die. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. It's the sponges. And especially the white sponges. If those things die, they release ammonia in the system and they can cause a cycle. And, of course, I'm trying to move my livestock into the new tank. I didn't plan to cycle a tank for three or four weeks and then finally put livestock in. I was ready to transfer everything over to the new system. So Ryan worked for several hours concreting the, uh, the live rock together. And then while Wes and I were working on some plumbing that needed to be wrapped up, I had most of the plumbing already accomplished. I had all the drains installed. I had them running to the sump. We had to take some of the pumps off the current gear and move them into the fish room onto the new gear and plumb in the returns. And there was also the assembly of the pumps going to the manifold, that feeds several pieces of equipment so I don't have to have lots of pumps inside the sump. And while we were doing all that, you know, we thought the concrete would be setting up. And then when we tried to pick up the pieces, they fell apart. <laughs> and we believe the reason they fell apart, number one, we didn't have a lot of time. You know, we let it sit two or three hours. And secondarily, it was wet live rock that was glued together. And instead it would have been better with like dry rock, you know, or base rock or Marco rock where those things are glued together dry and you get some time and then you put it in your tank later and it's, like stone <laughs> mm-hmm. if you'll pardon the pun and once that was accomplished and we saw that it really wasn't going to hold together Ryan said I gotta go it's 3 in the morning and I was disgusted as could be and Wes and I instead stayed at the tank working on it for a couple more hours just trying to make things work and it was at that point we uh, I don't know it was 5 in the morning we were really tired and we'd filled the tank up with salt water because I had a huge poly tank filled up with 250 gallons of salt water that was ready. We used every drop of water in the house, if I remember correctly. We used every drop. I had water in a live rock vat. I had water in the old sump. I had water in the poly tank. I had some water in a barrel of cooking live rock. We used some fresh water, anything we could to fill up the tank to the point till we could see the return pumps run. And it was so nice to do that, but it was at that time we stood back and looked at the tank and realized that the tank was not level. I know. And the worst part was, it was exactly out of level as the last tank was. It was like a quarter inch down on the left end.
1: Wow, so you're basically going to have the same problem in three years, five years.
0: (laughs) Well, what had happened was after all the concrete work, after all the extra work, after all the trouble to measure and level and make sure everything's correct, once the water was added and the total weight of the system was in place, it was still down. So I... We um, jacked up the tank. No, we drained the water out of the tank again really fast and put some more shims in there, and then we filled it up again, and it looked better. But a week later, Wes came back over. He said, because he knew I had this project I wanted to do, I was really interested in creating an acrylic support structure to hold all the live rock up, and that way when my, if my rock worked I ever shift from cucumbers or a digging fish or just anything, there would never be a rock slide that the acrylic pillars would hold everything up and if all the sand moved the rock work would stay and I wanted to do this project but I knew it was a terrible project I knew it would take forever and it would be aggravating and I just couldn't put anyone through it but Wes said he was willing to do it and he came over the following Saturday and he got here I think it was like 3 or 4 in the afternoon and we worked on it all night until 8 o'clock in the morning the next day but all the rock work is supported by acrylic pillars it's actually pretty cool
1: yeah, you weren't—you know, I, 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 I'm happy that you do everything to, like, the nines, but <laughs> the way you did that was totally not necessary. My rock work is, is you know, supported by a pillar of acrylic, and it's—I mean, guys, the way you did this was, like, think of having—holding uh, an egg by your fingertips, so, all your fingertips are the acrylic rods, and the egg is the rock. It's just kind of nestled on these acrylic rods. It's not drilled into it. They're not, like, st- stabilizing it. They're, they're just holding it like a, like a hand, fingers, through the sand. I mean, think about it. There are a million ways that you can do this better and easier.
0: You know, the reason it took so long is because of the sand, because the sand was in our way and to me i thought we could just shove the sand to one end of the tank put down the base plate with the pillars sticking up put the rock in place it'd be no big deal but the sand kept coming back (laughs) it was awful (laughs) it wouldn't go away it was really unbelievable and that's why it took so long it was so frustrating and it wasn't quite the way you described jess um what we did was we took a piece of acrylic a flat sheet of three-eighths acrylic or quarter-inch, I, I don't remember, it was probably three-eighths, and I drilled holes in the acrylic for the pillars to glue in, and there's some pillars that support underneath, like you said, on the fingertips, and then there's some that fit into the rock, whether it went to a crevice or we drilled a hole in the bottom side of the rock. So it's really like a three-point support system on every rock. And it just, I never did put the article up, that's something that's coming at some point where it'll show the whole process, and if there'd been no sand in the tank, we probably would have got it done in no time. But the sand was a nightmare, and we were both very frustrated, we had done the easy part on the right end of the tank and we'd done the middle but the worst part which was the left which is the hugest rock structure i had we hadn't started it yet and it was five in the morning <laughs> and i just knew that you know that was it but wes he said nope we're gonna go get some hot donuts he was all excited to be to get donuts from the shop as soon as they came out of the the boiling hot grease he wanted those and after we had those we came back and we tackled the last section and got it done and by 8 a.m he was driving home and my tank was full of water again
1: wow he's a much better friend to you than i would be
0: yeah i you know he's a better yeah <laughs> i just totally agree with you that's just insane big huge thank you to wes we got it all done we got the tank jacked up at the same time to get it absolutely 100 percent level I even added a little filler strip in the overflow box to raise the water level about a quarter of an inch higher through the teeth so that way you don't see that water line across the front of the tank. That annoys me. i have to tell you, the walkboard on the steel stand that I had designed when I had the guy weld the stand was worth every nickel. I love that thing. I use it all the time. Yeah, it is really nice. It was used for the aquascaping. (laughs) When you're handing up an acrylic tray stacked up with rock, And they're standing on the walkboard, and they just have to pivot and lower it into the tank. I mean, that was very handy. And it's very strong. It's funny. When people come to visit, and I say, if you'd like to get on the walkboard and look down in the reef to see the corals, you can. And they're always like, can it hold me? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've had salt stacked on that. I've had live rock on there. I've had two, three people on there at a time. I mean, it's made of steel with a wooden board across it. It's worth its weight in gold. I can use the walkboard from the front of the tank or the back. And so I use it when I work in the tank to clean it or when I when I use it for photography. It's very handy. And I have no regrets whatsoever. I love that the stand allows me to slide it in from the front or I can go to the back side and install it from there. <laughs> Quit thinking dirty, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Sorry. Jesse has other things on her mind besides podcasting apparently. Come on, America. <laughs> No, like you weren't thinking the same thing. Only when I saw your face. <laughs> Some people are just dirty. Dirty, nasty. Oh, my God. All right, moving on. Um, the next phase of the project, now that the tank had rock in it and it had sand in it, um, and we did, we moved the livestock in, too. I just wanted to get everything moved over so I could have my living room back. I was sick of not having my living room. And everything had to go. The old sump had to be hauled outside. The live rock vats had to be taken out. And uh, the plumbing, everything had to go so I could clean the carpet and have a life again. <laughs> I wanted a kitchen table. I wanted everything to be like a normal house again. Yeah. So once the livestock was in, I my next big project was the light rack. I had to get the lights up over the tank. And I had ordered tubing from easytube.com where you cut it to certain lengths and you hammer it together with these plastic end pieces and then you can secure your your light fixtures whatever you use i use lumen bright pendants like before and vho lighting i have some led lighting from ice cap that's for moonlighting that's installed up there and i have the aqua controller 3s dc8 up there as well so everything's up on the rack all the ballasts the reflectors the pendants it's all up there in one contained system it probably weighs about 90 pounds but the rack can roll back and forth I ordered a kit from McMaster that can handle up to 150 pounds of weight and so I'm able to roll it completely off the top of the tank and have full access to the tank if I need to which is super handy and allows me to work on the lighting and clean it and so forth without getting anything in the tank yeah it's it's really nice
1: i you. I I went there for uh, next wave, and I got to see all the setup in person, and it's it's stunning. It really is.
0: One of the things that Jessie did when she was here was she helped me install the vent fan. And the vent fan was very important to suck the heat and the humidity out of the fish room, and it's one of those projects that I was needing to do, but I hadn't had a second person handy, so I convinced her to stand under the uh, under the spot where I was going to cut a hole. <laughs> And hold a styrofoam ice chest against the ceiling to catch all the sheetrock dust so the dust wouldn't fall in the tank. And then from above, I cut the uh, sheetrock out with a Sawzall and placed the vent fan in place exactly where I was hoping it would fit, and it fit perfectly. And then we were able to put the vent cover on from beneath, so when you look up, it looks professional and looks nice. And it's quiet, and you can't hear it, and it's doing a great job of keeping the humidity out of my house. And it's taking away the heat so the tank doesn't get hot because there's no chiller. I'm not using any kind of fans. And I'm also, I have not installed an air conditioner in that fish room yet. Oh, really? Well, it's yeah. been winter. Ha! Huh. <laughs> no. The tank was no. set on February 6th. And, you know, here we are July 4th. So True, I guess. You know, so that's good. That, to, are you saving on your energy bill that way? Well, t- yeah, I guess so. I mean, you think about it that way. But it's better to have an air conditioner in the fish room specifically to lock in that temperature and keep it nice and stable. I like that because it's comfortable for me, and it keeps the tank temperature where I, where I want it instead of having to run a chiller.
1: All right, Mark. So this is my question. You've caught us up to date on what's you've done. <laughs> what haven't you done on the tank? And I'm thinking, you know, the walls. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the woodwork, which is everyone's favorite project for me to do. They always say, where's the woodwork? Where's the woodwork? Why
1: Why haven't you?
0: The woodwork requires me to buy some cherry wood and then take it to a wood shop and get it all cut to size and get it all perfectly ready and embed it with magnets and trim the outside edges so that you don't see the bare wood edges where it was cut and then get it uh, sealed so it's all gorgeous and then install it. And it's really a matter of time. I've been pretty busy with a lot of things going on in these, you know, these months we've been talking and about today. And in the process, you know, the woodwork's not the, the top of my list. I actually enjoy like looking at the industrial look of my tank. <laughs> I enjoy seeing the gear, and once it's all covered up, I literally have to take off all these pieces of wood to look at the system like that again.
1: I guess, but I don't know. It would drive me insane. But that's where we're different.
0: Well, when you were here, you made it a point to hide my entire tank during the night so you could sleep.
1: (sighs) Guys, I'm sleeping in his family room on the floor slash couch, and his refugium is on all night long, and it's blaring. I don't know if you've seen his refugium lighting set up or not, but it's bright, okay? And (laughs) it's like, I'm not able to sleep in the daylight. So I went and I took like a black sheet and... Hung it up and took the pink foam And put it around the corner And he was like offended that I needed to cover His beautiful refugium up So I could sleep
0: on the floor She wrapped that thing Like a burka <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't see anything <laughs> It was ridiculous Such a good, so. good analogy <laughs> oh, Now God. Instead I enjoy looking at it, and the light doesn't bother me. And the lighting over the refugium is LED lighting, and it's pointing down. Everyone says LED lighting is directional. And you acted like I pointed it straight at your eyeballs, and which I was not. It reflects off
1: the sand and everything else down there. It lit up the whole room. If it was going to go straight down, then it would have ended. There would have been, like, a <laughs> distinct black line on the floor where it stopped. It did not happen yeah. that way. Light tends to bounce around.
0: Yeah, the refugium was... Uh, it had less growth in it. Now it's full of macroalgae. So there's a whole bunch of green. And there's I think there's less light. I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, that's part of it. Because you don't sleep being there. Being able to enjoy your refugium. I like to look at it. Because you don't sleep there. <laughs> and I have fallen asleep in this living room before. So you can just knock it off. You're out of your mind. It's not that bad. All right. What else is not done? The sheetrock on the outside of the uh, living room has not been completed. It's there. I just haven't textured and painted it. And I haven't embedded a metal strip in it yet, which I need to do for the magnet system that's going to hold the woodwork in place. So there's that.
1: Your frag tank is done. You forgot to mention that.
0: My frag tank is installed. It's just a cute... It's really there for looks. I just I did it for me for fun. It's not, oh, I'm going to grow frags and make money. <laughs> because I'm never about that. I like to let corals grow in my system and get as big as they possibly can. But I made a little cute frag tank that maybe holds about 10 gallons of salt water. It's tied into the main reef. So I don't have to worry about temperature or um, additives or topping off. None of that's necessary. And it lets me put some newly arrived frags that have been quarantined and dipped and move them into the frag tank until I have time to actually get them in the reef. So like right now, I've got five or six corals that are ready to move over. They're just sitting in there under some LED lighting and they're doing fine. They're just doing their thing. And it lets me feed the sun corals because I put them in the frag tank. The one thing I want to say that I appreciate the most about the new fish room, new tank, new build is never picking up a gallon of water i love it i ran all my plumbing from my ro system in the utility room into the fish room where it fills up a 250 gallon poly tank and it also fills up a 45 gallon auto top off container that it turns out has more water than my tank can use in a week which is very convenient for me because i don't have to do anything but just let it top off quietly every day as needed and then once a week i open the valve to fill it back up and i think everyone should set up their tank like that (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, Mark. We all have that ability.
0: Well, I hold water for six years to the old tank, so I'm loving this new system. I am yeah, able to do we... water changes right down the floor drain and out the driveway. I love that. And I bought an automatic water change machine that will be hooked up hopefully next week when my new pump arrives, because I'm going to be replumbing that to take out like three or four gallons every single day and replace it automatically while I'm sleeping. So, <clears throat> but you'll never have like a big water change then. Right. But if you do three gallons a day times 30 days, that's 90 gallons a month.
1: Yeah, if but do it does four, It's not like that though. You know, it only, it's like a diminishing returns or something, however you want to say that. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Not according to Randy Holmes Farley. He wrote <sighs> okay. an article about it a while back and he, he emphasized that doing the math that you could change like a gallon every day or you could change 40 gallons at once and the results were pretty much the exact same. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's in the article. I'll have to put it in the show notes. Math just
1: doesn't work that way, but okay.
0: Uh, The other thing I want to talk about since we're talking about water is water quality. I've been running bio pellets on my new reef since February and I've continued to have zero nitrate and zero phosphate and I love that. I've been running the Vertex pellets that are in a Next Reef reactor. And I just got a package here from Coral View called Biospheres. They look like like the kids' cereal kicks, (laughs) those little round balls. And that's what they sent me out. They sent me a pouch of it, and I'm going to be trying that out to see if it works just as well. It doesn't have to be fluidized. In other words, it doesn't have to move. The water just passes around the little marbles. So we'll be seeing what happens with that on my system. Nice. I know. I'm kind of excited about that. So my tank is going to turn five months old this week, and it's you know it's got lots of new corals in there to replace the ones I lost, and there's some of my original stuff. I still have my fish. The only fish I lost in the transfer from the live rock, live, I can't say it, livestock tanks to the reef was my six line wrasse. But Spock is very happy and has lots of room to swim and loves to eat, <laughs> and keeps me entertained all the time. So you're all caught up. We're going to have lots of links in the show notes to everything that we talked about because I've been documenting it like crazy. We just never did a podcast about it. And you'll have lots to review if you've been out of the loop and not visiting reef addicts like you should. What kind of news right. do you have, Jess?
1: Well, I have some stuff that's, uh, you know, of course I set up a 60-gallon tank. You guys can read about it online. I'm not gonna give it to your podcast listeners. You've got to go online for it. <laughs> well, I mean I could, but it's just it's really picture heavy. So sixty gallon cube, full Marco rock that's no longer white, it's nicely purpled up. And uh got probably three thousand dollars worth of coral in it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Well listen, Jess, you did tell people about your tank in the October podcast. So at this uh- point the tank is now seven, eight months old.
1: It is, and I'm really liking having another tank, and it's sitting here next to me um, when I sit on my desk, as I'm doing right now, and uh, I love it. I'll never not go, I'll never go tankless again unless I'm doing an extended uh, trip to Europe or something like that, and even then I might get a tank sitter, but uh, so let's see. Let's talk about what's going on in the hobby for a minute. I just got a call from a new client of mine called uh, Real Reef. They're a new company by Fish Heads here in Southern California. And what it is is the product that I really believe in, and that is um, artificial reef rock. Now, for those of you who are following, I have Marco Rock in my tank, which is also an artificial reef rock um, that basically... The reason why I like it is because it doesn't actually come from the reefs, um, so it doesn't harm the ocean at all or any of the, the actual naturally naturally occurring reefs out there. Um, but Marco Rocket starts off white when you get the base rock, which is what it, my tank started off as. So for a couple months, I had to wait for it to purple up. And actually, I don't want to say one of the negatives, <clears throat> but one of the negatives, I just decided that I wanted to put another... Uh, rock in my tank, because I wasn't happy with where the light fell, so I wanted to kind of increase the rockscape a little bit. So I had one rock left from Margo Rock, and I just put it in my tank, and I have a blazingly white piece of rock in my aquascape right now, surrounded by all this purple, live-looking rock. So that wasn't, you know... It's an eyesore for me right now, because it's just driving me insane. I'm a little bit OCD. But this real reef... (laughs) All right, so this real reef. So this company calls me, and they need you know a logo, and they need everything done. And uh, I guess I should disclaim that yes, they hired me, but that's I'm not telling you about it because they hired me. Let me put it that way. I would like this company anyway. Um, it was actually the company.
0: Can I just stop for a second? Are we allowed to talk about it?
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, they're they're out there. It's for sale. Yeah, no. Um, actually, Matthew Peterson has this rock in the lightning maroon clown tank.
0: Well, what's so special about it? What's different?
1: Well, it's man-made, um, and it looks like real rock, completely dry. It can ship dry. They, sh- they have two offerings. They, um, they sell the stuff that is basically already seeded live with bacteria and things like that, um, or they have the dry version. And if you're going to get the dry version, because it's obviously the cheaper route to do so... Um, it looks exactly like real rock. I went in there to sh- to uh, shoot the stuff for, you know, the marketing campaign and everything. I couldn't tell the difference. It's got, it's like speckled with like Coraline colored paint or something. I don't know what it is. I could not tell that this stuff was not live rock. I was telling him, I was like, well, guys, am I not supposed to be shooting the dry stuff? You know? And they were like, this is the dead rock. I was like, this is dead rock? Are you kidding me? It looked awesome. And the shapes, you would never know that it wasn't, like, premium live rock. So I got really excited about that because it solves my problem of having this one blazingly white coral when you want to actually change something in your aquascape. So it's called Real Reef. I don't know where they sell it yet, but I do know that uh, it is for sale, and it's amazing. So... Uh, Google it, search it out, spread the word um, I'm sure I can put up a picture of it in the uh in the show notes or something, but amazing new product for the hobby i I just can't wait until the hobby is going to be sustainable you know sustainable uh livestock, sustainable rocks, and everything, and just
0: it's going to be a good thing so when you held it in your hands because you went there to shoot it, did it feel lighter than regular live rock?
1: no, it was still heavy i mean still heavy yeah it it's a rock is a rock is a rock. It's not, like, made out of styrofoam or anything like that, you know? It's still a
0: rock. <laughs> and if you were to drill holes in it for pegging, like to peg your corals, would you, like, see white rock inside it, or is it purple throughout? Did they break any in half?
1: Yeah, there's actually some broken, and yes, it is, it is white right inside of it, just like any rock is when you break it. Only thing, and this would be this would be a product review, I guess you could say, from somebody who's used both. I had a problem with Marco Rock when I was trying to drill. Because um, inherently inside Marco Rock is are these veins of, I guess you could call it uh, sand. You know, it, it's obviously it's a solid rock, but you'll hit a vein that is kind of just dusty sand. Mm-hmm. And then the rock breaks apart at that at that seam. I guess you can call mm-hmm. it a natural seam.
0: Yeah.
1: Screwed me a, a couple times. Um, <laughs> but, you know when you're trying to drill rock sometimes it happens this one however doesn't have that kind of stuff so i didn't obviously have a drill there to do that with but uh i would assume that that problem that i had with rocks breaking apart would be solved with this uh real reef rock so any idea what it's going to retail for i have absolutely nothing helpful to tell you other than this rock is awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay no that's interesting (laughs) And if we wanna get we can just drive to California to the spot where you went to pick it up in person then, is that what you're saying?
1: No, no. They they distribute. (laughs) I just don't know any of the information. I mean, I'm not a spokeswoman for them. I'm just telling you something cool that I saw in passing. So like don't have high expectations from me. (laughs) Right. Well, that's what
0: most guys say. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on, you wow. walk right into that. All right. Another thing that's on the front page of the site, in case you haven't seen it, I did a product review about the Red Sea Foundation Pro test kits. So you guys can check that out if that was one thing you're considering purchasing. It's a combination kit of alkalinity, calcium, and magnesium, all in one nifty box. And um, it's it's designed to be a one-handed test. So you might find that interesting. You, I did find out... As soon as I released the article, I was told that you can buy refills for the kit at a very economical price. So that's a very nice perk. The magnesium test kit didn't work for me. Um, The numbers were wrong. I tested it four different times. But in the meantime, Wes lent me his kit to try the magnesium out. So I'll try it out with his and see if maybe, I don't know. User error? I'm not positive. I, I feel like I followed the instructions to a T. I read them and read them and read them. But I just was getting crazy numbers no matter what I tested, including instant ocean reef salt, which we know does not have high magnesium levels.
1: Yeah. Oh, another so, thing that's out in the industry now that I'm super excited about, because obviously I talk about the things that I use, is uh, P.E. Mysis and Cyclopes twin packs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if you guys have ever fed Cyclopes or not, but I never liked the uh, the tube where you can like cut a little sliver or however However they had to feed Cyclopes, I'd never liked it But anyway, um, it now comes in these little uh, cubes And so does P.E. which is really nice They don't have, well they do have the flat pack But you don't have to buy the flat pack anymore They're all these Lysol cubes And uh, it comes with two trays One tray is full of Cyclopes One tray is full of P.E. So basically you can buy one pack And you can feed everything in your reef
0: It's pretty neat and we'll put you a link to that one as well. What else, Jess? Anything else going on in your life?
1: Well, it's July 4th, and I'm getting pretty excited because reefing season is coming up in the industry, so we have reef uh, Reefa palooza to look forward to. We have MACNA to look forward to. I'm going to be going to, um, I think it's Super Zoo in, uh, is it Super Zoo? Anyway, yeah, Super Zoo in Las Vegas, directly after MACNA. So, you know, I'm getting pretty excited about all the, the appearances. So if you guys are in Iowa for MACNA or if you're in Southern California for Riffle Palooza or anywhere else, I don't know, Mark, where you're traveling for your speaking gigs and stuff like that, say hi to us. We, we miss you. We realize we've been gone for a long time, but uh, we still think about you and you're still in our hearts. We
0: love you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jesse loves you. I'm going to leave it that way. No, uh, the speaking engagement, the next one I have is going to be in Arkansas in Little Rock. And that's on July 16th, and I'll be speaking on two different topics. One is reef photography and then the secondary talk will be pests in the aquarium. So for those of you wondering what's a good guy and what's a bad guy, I'll be talking about that. And you can find it on their website. There will be a link in the show notes. Well, that's pretty much it. I don't want to make a super long Thanks. podcast because I want to edit this and get it out there. And I want to do it before my computer tries to lock up and crash like it keeps doing all the time, which drives me insane. <laughs> and um, hopefully... <laughs>
1: Hey, also, if you guys want to know more information about that real reef, um, and you can go and actually follow uh, my company on Facebook called Creative Soup. Um, just like it sounds creative, S-O-U-P. And I will be posting up all the uh, artwork and things that I'm doing for that company on my Facebook feed there. So that way, if I forget to actually talk about it <laughs> again or post it on uh on Reef Addicts then you'll find it there but uh, that'll probably be the first place you'll hear about it because otherwise you're going to have to wait for news to trickle down through the news feeds and I don't know when that'll actually
0: happen Very good. For those of you that haven't been following our, our site I've been putting blogs up about my trip to Switzerland which took place in June. I had a great time and I still have a couple more sets of pictures to share before I'm all done with that so if you're wanting to see what Switzerland is like to get ideas about going there, hopefully you enjoy the blog. Well, that's it, Reef Addicts. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll have another one coming out soon because one of the reasons I held off this long is I wanted to make sure I'd have the time to do more of them on a consistent basis. And I just felt like I need to get one under my belt, get this one out, and then get back on track and get these out on a regular time frame. So I'm not going to make a promise at this time, but I do know that I'm going to do my best to get back on track, and I hope that you guys continue to enjoy the show, and we'll keep bringing you guys reefing news.
1: I want to see you peacock,
0: your peacock and Jesse waved goodbye.
1: Peacock, <laughs> peacock,
0: I want to see You're your your you a second you behind. Me me. Magical, boom, I hate you day day. more. <laughs> Maybe oh, let me see what you
1: underneath I just got distracted with boys. <laughs> <see the> <laughs>
0: How do I word this? Today is what you Independence day? No, 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 no. Let me start this. We're gonna do it right. I want my heart throbbing, ground shaking, show stuff and amazing. Are you brave enough to let me You are not gonna celebrate the loss of the 280-gallon wreath. No. So.
1: I'm good. I'm straight, thanks.
0: BFF forever. You're straight? Yeah. What does that have to do with your gayness?
1: Oh my god, are you really you've never heard that saying <laughs> you before?
0: You said you're straight. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I'm straight. I'm good. You never all right, s- okay. I'm cutting all this out. Maybe it's care. just maybe it's just where I came from.
0: <laughs> it's the Ohio Ohioese. I'm straight. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I want to see Skip the talk, Time walk off you me who No, no, no. Say say the truth. We've recorded like 5 or 6. They're just sitting on your hard drive unedited. Wow, that's so
0: familiar. I used to say Hmm. So I'm gonna cut all that out. Now? I'm gonna cut all that out. It never was said.
1: Whatever, you're such a horrible editor. You suck. Okay, moving on.